here's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, Chip Brown joining us now from Horns 24-7 and uh, 24-7 Sports. And uh, Chip's been a strange last 24 to 48 hours on uh, so many fronts. It's great to have you on the program. I would have to say that had to be one of the weirdest uh, college basketball games you've ever covered. And you've covered a lot of them and, and seen a lot of them in Austin but the atmosphere around with what happened, Chris Beard being arrested overnight and then uh, being suspended indefinitely, Rodney Terry taking over. Chip, that um, and you wrote about it. Uh, it was a really great story you wrote for uh, 24-7. But that, that, was that one of the strangest uh, events you've ever, uh, you've ever covered? No doubt. No doubt, Matt. Um, uh, and well done with all those advertiser sponsors you got going there. You're you're. you're... <laughs> You're getting it done, my man. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it was it was crazy yesterday, and you know you wake up. There's a post on our Horns 24/7 message board, you know, with the link to the Travis County Jail inmate search, and you know suddenly you're you're like, well, not not that Christopher Michael Beard, and and then. It is. And you're just like, how on earth is this happening? And then it's it's, you know, a third degree felony assault of a female member of his household. And you're you're just like there. There's no way that Chris Beard, who's you know been relentless about building the program and trying to build that student following that he that he did in building that Red Raider army out in Lubbock and who brought in, you know, Tyrese Hunter, the big 12 freshman of the year who, who took Iowa state from no man's land to the sweet 16 last year. And, you know, got Marcus Carr and Timmy Allen to come back for their COVID seasons and looked like he has, you know, looks like he has a backcourt that can play into March. There's no way he could have, you know, put himself in a situation where, you know, this kind of charge could be made against him. And, and then as the day wore on and he's still in jail waiting, you know, for his magistrate hearing and the players are having to get ready for a game and Beard doesn't get out of jail until, you know, just a few hours before they uh, have to tip off against Rice. And then, you know, they look like zombies out there for, mm-hmm. you know, a good part of that game. And, and I, who who could blame them? I mean, their whole world had just been flipped upside down. And um, and so, yeah, it, this is, this is, I mean, pretty unprecedented, Matt. I, I, it's hard to, you know, you've got athletes who've, who've had domestic violence charges against them, even, you know, Jason Kidd, who had a domestic violence charge as a player who became a coach, but not, you know, an active coach um, who's at the top of his respective sport. And so uh, this one is and, – and, look, Texas officials are still sorting it out. That, that mm-hmm. arrest affidavit is one side of the story, and they're – you know, they're going to let the legal process play out. He's suspended without pay. 
and and see where this process takes things. Uh, so, you know, this indefinite suspension could could go a while. It's hard to imagine him like finding an avenue right now, isn't it, for him returning this season? And and you're right, the players trying to process this in the moment and then go play a game. And it's like you, in most instances, if your coach is out, it's maybe an illness or something. It's like, oh, let's do something for the coach. And and this is just a completely different kind of thing. Um, yeah, this is this is a strange one. And Chip, I was thinking back. I mean, you've covered so many players that have gotten in trouble and had to be getting the arrest reports and all like that. This is uh, this is pretty rare, as you as you alluded to when when it's a coach. I mean, you've seen assistant coaches get in in trouble and everything, but boy, for Beard to be in this situation, what, did Rodney Terry, the interim coach, did he? Uh, did, did he just seem stunned, like, after the game? You know, I was really going to be – I was really paying attention to see what his words would be. And and certainly he expressed his love, and, and he, he thinks the world of Beard. But even in saying that, based on some of these allegations, I think there are people that like, oh, I, I, don't, I don't know if you can say that, Coach. What, what was that like, you know, just kind of reading his body language and, and, and this uh, – uh, Rodney Terry, the uh, the assistant coach who coached last night's game, what was that like? Yeah, I mean, he he definitely um, he did. He said, "I love Beard like a brother." And yeah, and then when um, I pressed him further about, um, you know, okay, for you know him and you love him like a brother, but what about for everyone else who doesn't know him like you do and is just hearing about these allegations what do you say to them and he you know he went on about how much beard loves texas where he graduated and where beard graduated and all the effort extra effort he's put in recruiting those students to come to the games and you know the fireside chats and trying to just keep the buzz going about uh the basketball program and his recruiting and and so you know, I think Roddy Terry is is you know he's he's all in on on Beard and um, and we don't know you know we just don't know at this point all the details and so that's it. It seems like you know you look at it from the the arrest affidavit, you're like, oh, he's he's toast. Yeah. Um, but we've you know there's. I don't know. I mean, his lawyer, you know, coming out saying that, uh, and I'm not sure how, you know, Beard's lawyer can talk on behalf of the complainant, but, you know, came out and said that, you know, Beard's innocent. The complainant wants the, you know, the charge dropped and, and, and on and on. So it's, um, you know, I think this is going to, the legal process is going to play out and, and we'll see um, because, you know, even in the arrest affidavit, the the complainant and, you know, thoughts and prayers to everybody involved in this. Because if Beard did what he's accused of, he's he's done, you know. Um, but uh, if that was accentuated or if there were, you know, extenuating circumstances, um 
you know, what did, what did she do to him? I don't know. I mean, we, we got to find out. Um, and so that's what, that's how UT officials are, are handling it right now. They're going to, they're going to wait and get as much information as they can before making uh, any, any big decisions. Horns uh, 24-7, Ryder Chip Brown, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Chip, take us inside. Uh, last night, by the way, was the media. Uh, I would imagine it was uh, quite a few more people decided to show up than would normally be at a Texas Rice game. Uh, what, what Was that a... Uh, was it? Did it almost remind you of one of those Cowboys? Uh, Chip used to cover the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News, and that's where we became friends. Did it? Did it almost have that kind of feel? I don't think you were out there for that day. To had an accidental overdose. That was one of the craziest scenes I've been a part of. But what was the what was the Austin media scene like uh, post game and and even kind of uh, pre and post game last night? Well, you know, all the news reporters show up. Yeah, on a, on a story like that. So, yeah, the you look around, you see the usual suspects in the the old sports, uh, you know, journalism press corps, and then all of a sudden you see all the news reporters and <laughs> and news TV reporters there. But um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it was an unbelievable story. It reverber- reverberated across, um, you know, all the all the national shows and. Um, you know, because we never really know the people we cover. I mean, that, that I think that's um, been proven time and time again, Matt, that you think you know or you you know what they are to their team or to their mm-hmm. um, position or whatever. But, man, people's personal lives, a lot of times we have no idea. So it's um, – it, it it's been a it's been a whirlwind. It's been stunning. It's been shocking, and you know you really you really feel for everybody involved because this is going to negatively alter uh, everybody's lives who were involved in this, and that's that's a that's a really unfortunate situation. You think that was the right thing to do to keep the players? Um, you know, we always want as much access as we can have in the media. They chose not to send any players out. Normally, any game, they would have at least one or two players. I know Texas always makes players available. Um, you feel like that was the right call by the University of Texas? Yeah, I didn't have a problem. There were other reporters who were really upset about that. But uh-huh. with everything these guys have been through in, in 12 hours, I, I I just wanted them to, to go home and Get them rest, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, let the let the grown ups take the take the heat, and um, you know that's I'm okay with that. Like it it bothers me sometimes. Like Steve Sarkeesian doesn't have his assistant coaches, his offensive coordinator, his defensive coordinator talk after games, and there are the players out there having to answer for you know, some bonehead decision made by a coach when the coaches should be the ones yeah. answering, you know, those questions. So I didn't have a problem with it uh, last night. Yeah. By the way, Dave Veranda doesn't even let them talk during the week. So you, I think y'all at least get a shot at them. Don't you on Monday or Tuesday no, or whatever? No, no, no. Sorry. Never Sorry. get the assistance during the season. Wow. 
Yeah, we get him. We get him once before the season, and then that's it. He's Sark what? is more Saban than he is Pete Carroll these days. That is really interesting. It's kind of an old Bill Parcells way of doing right. things as well. Um, th- this uh, this team you were talking about. This is a good team. I mean, that's the crazy thing is, is if Rodney Terry coaches this team the rest of the year, somebody brought up the name Steve Fisher, the famous Michigan, you know, he took over for, who was that, Freeder right. back Freeder. in the day. Freeder, uh, 89. Yeah, I mean, this is this was the number two team in the country. Now, they lost that game to Illinois and fell to number seven, but, I mean, from a talent standpoint, you were ripping off some of the names. This is a deep team. They got great size. They got great athleticism. They may finally have a, a guard or two. Uh, that, that, you know, that can shoot. Uh, I mean, this is, um, it, this is going to be, uh, and so they've got to somehow survive this initial storm of activity. And then Rodney Terry has to find a way to coach the team, but that's the thing, Chip, they're really, really good. And, and so that adds, I mean, it's, uh, that's going to be fascinating to see how all this plays out. Uh, because as you were saying, I mean, this is a team that potentially could be one of the better Texas teams, uh, Chip, since the Barnes days, right? Right. I mean, the backcourt, and, and, and the key is, you know, Tyrese Hunter, transfer from Iowa State, really is the key. And I think Jabari Rice from New Mexico mm. State, who played with Timmy Allen's brother um, at New Mexico State, and they went, you know, they beat UConn as a 12 seed last year in the NCAA tournament. Um those guys have won. Like they've they've gone to the NCAA tournament and they've won. Jabari Rice is, you know, he looks like he's thirty five, and so <laughs> you know, Timmy Allen, Marcus, Car- these guys are veteran players. They are playing their fifth full season of college basketball with the COVID um, season, and and then you've got Christian Bishop who played it you know, three years at Creighton. And, and so it is a veteran team and the key is going to be developing the young guys, Dylan Mitchell and Arterio Morris, the two five-star recruits, because Dylan Mitchell uh, is a unbelievably bouncy. I call him a six foot seven version of Kai Jones, who kind of exploded in, you know, and Jackson Hayes, you know, these guys who just, Loaded on the scene and and left for the NBA, and if those two can develop, the ceiling for this team goes up because Morris is a sniper. He can you know he can shoot it. He's got mid range. He's he can he's got bounce too. So uh, those two have to develop for this team to get to their potential. But you know this was. I mean, I know Beard saw this team as an absolute team that could develop into a Final Four type team. Now they have to do that development without Beard for however long, maybe the whole yeah. season. And that's where this thing gets really interesting. And and uh, and so Rodney Terry's got to keep keep them invested and and you know keep reminding them what their ceiling can be. Well, listen, it's uh, it, it's uh, well, Arterio Morris, by the way. You know, Baylor has Keontae George, and there's just some of those guys that just go hand in hand, and they played together at times, and have been in the AAU circles. And my goodness, there are some uh, 
some great, great players in the Big 12 right now, and those guys could be in the NBA before too long. Chip, last thing I had for you, Mike Leach uh, uh, passing away last night, just a uh, – uh, such unfortunate news. I, I I can't help but think all your years covering the Longhorns and and um, and 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 being around and covering so much uh, college football. Uh, did did you ever have any uh, uh, Mike Leach sit downs or or uh, any favorite uh, Mike Leach memories? My favorite uh, conversation with Mike Leach was about a television show called Silk Stockings. I don't know how many listeners to this program have ever heard of a show called Silk Stockings, but Google it, YouTube it, because Mike Leach was convinced that Silk Stockings was a metaphor for society. And it was, you're like, now when did you think of all this? And... (sighs) He's like, oh, yeah, I never miss an episode of Silk Stockings. You know, you got the blonde <laughs> detective, you got the brunette detective, and, you know, blondes and brunettes or, you know, he's like, if women could get along, they'd rule the world. But, you know, the brunettes don't like the blondes. But yet here we are, the blonde and the brunette work together. They solve the crimes. It, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is vintage. And. The other thing, too, Matt, and this, this, everyone will identify with this. When he got fired at Tech, you know, he, he was like, that was a wrongful termination. You owe me yeah. money. Yeah. And, and he, he told me he hopes that case goes to the U.S. Supreme Court one day because he felt like he had the case to make, you know, the U.S. Supreme Court rethink sovereign immunity in the state of Texas. Uh, because you cannot sue a government agency, a state agency, even if they have complete malpractice. And Texas Tech was dead wrong. They they went with the Adam James uh, lie of him being locked in an electrical closet when he locked himself in that closet. And if you read Bruce Feldman's book, Swing Your Sword, they mm-hmm. proved that in court. And, you know, after Dave, or, uh, you know, the deposition. And I had an, well, I'll just say it, Greg Byrne, who was the athletic director at Arizona, told me that it was down to Mike Leach and uh, Rich Rodriguez. And, and, and Byrne said to Leach, hey, if we hire you, will you drop the lawsuit against Texas Tech? And he said, absolutely not. And, and Byrne ended up hiring Rich Rodriguez, and he told me I absolutely should have hired Mike Leach. You know, the guy was just wow. totally authentic. He, he never played the game. He loved being the outsider. He loved being the guy who went to law school at Pepperdine and coached, got his coaching start coaching in Finland and just saw the game in its simplest form. And, you know, you can, and also the YouTube of him drawing up the fake play sheet and dropping it in the tunnel for the Texas <laughs> OU game in 99. <laughs> And Tom Herman was the GA who picked it up and took it to Bull Reese. And, and they were going with it, and OU was beating the crap out of them because they're thinking they're, you know, they got the play sheet, and it's a total fake. And OU goes up 17 nothing in that game before Reese realizes he's been had. Um, that's, 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 that's Mike Leach at his best, you know? 
I mean, <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to drop this fake play sheet. I'm going to have a player <laughs> drop it in the tunnel right when the DA's walking by. And it worked. It almost worked. They almost pulled it off. That's <laughs> amazing. And I love that they when they did that story, Reese admitted, he was like, yeah, I was totally thrown off by it. And, and that's why we, I mean, not, a lot of times they don't want to admit that they got duped. And he absolutely admitted it, that, they, oh, yeah. that he was completely distracted. And on one of those plays, because they were looking for a double pass or something, I mean, it ended up being like wide open. I mean, it, the whole the, the Texas defense was completely thrown off. But uh, and by the way, uh, just so you know, Silk Stockings, God, they had a good run from '91 all the way to '99. You talk about an amazing run for a show, uh, and uh, yeah, and, and the yeah, that's pretty that's pretty wild. A a a drama. And by the way, the description was smut, smut, and more smut. With sex and murder thrown in for good measure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and his whole philosophy was on how blondes and brunettes can't get along, but in this show they do. And if they could get along, they'd, you know, women would rule the world. <laughs> That's what he extrapolated from Silk Stockings. And it's oh, probably some, you know, mutt. Yeah, yeah. It, that, that, was, that was involved as well. Well, uh, Chip... Great job. It's a wild times in Austin, although you're uniquely qualified for this because you have been around a lot of teams that uh, have drama. And once you've caught once you've covered Jerry Jones, it sort of prepares you for almost anything in life, uh, anything in your career. So uh, uh, I appreciate you jumping on today. Always great uh, to catch up with you. Hey, Mosley, have a great uh, Christmas. Anytime. All right, I appreciate it. There he goes, Chip Brown from Horns 24-7, and we were at the Dallas Morning News together uh, for quite a few years. And Chip-